0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Hey guys, so glad you're with me tonight. Thank you for taking the time to coming online. And We are excited about 21 days of transformation. And tonight I want to be talking to you about how do I make this the best year of my life? How do I How do I have a a life makeover? Um, Things you know, it's funny today. I've been saying this a lot. It's been really kind of resonating in the ministry. It's this, like today, right here. I'm sitting here Wednesday night with you guys, and this is this is my day. And this is I don't know for me this really works. I can't do nothing about what's been behind me, and really to a degree, you can't do nothing for what's ahead of you because you don't know what's coming. But I only have right now. You never leave being in now. I can't move a second forward into the future, and I can't move a second backwards into the past. So all I have is right now. And the mentality that really transforms your life, if you really go, and I'm gonna talk to you about this because this is what I had to decide, I had discovered. That, and I'll talk about in a sermon, that's what I'll do. That there's nothing I could do about the past, and there's really nothing I could do about the future per se. But I can do something about right now. That's the key. And what I do right now, because I could squander right now and my future look just like my past. Or I could decide in today to create the future I wanna see. And that's what we're gonna be talking about. So this is. This is just powerful because you really start understanding the urgency of living in the moment and you understand the urgency of being connected in um, conscious connection with the reality of the moment that you're in. That like every minute counts, every second counts, every hour counts, everything counts that I design my future by my daily decisions and my daily decisions decide my destiny. So it's really, really cool thought. We're going to be talking more about it. I'm pumped about it. It's going to help you during the fast. Thank you for sharing, and thank you for taking time. You know, I'm going to talk about this too. Taking time on Wednesday night to sit down as a family. Um, You know, it's funny. I was even, I challenged the staff a little bit. I said, you know, wouldn't you be prepared to go to church? Isn't that what you would do in the normal? You'd be like, hey, you know, it's five o'clock. We got prayer, We got church at seven. So I gotta go get ready for church. So what would you do? You would go get ready, you know, cook dinner, do whatever you're doing, get the schoolwork done. Let's go out the door, 6:30, gotta get to church. Well, we don't come in the physical building on midweek, but we do it online. Why would you not have the same? And this is what I noticed. People have disconnected a little bit from midweek because they get moving with life. No, go back and reconnect to making that a sacred day that like, hey, Wednesday we go to church online. Sit at the table, sit at the couch, sit down, take out your notepad, follow the scriptures, share this today with the people you know need to be online and let's go text people and be like, get online, let's go to church. We spend usually like an hour of power, a little bit over an hour of power, you know what I mean? in the whole service, and we kind of, you know, we, we, have, a, we have a shorter worship time, obviously, you know, and that's just, you know, you're at the house, but practice these principles to cultivate the presence of God in your home. Sit with the kids, make Wednesday night, consecrate your time, like you would make plans to be here on a Wednesday physically, make plans to be watching online, spiritually. Amen. I think it's important because it's a little DNA shot of God in the midweek to help you carry through, especially while we're fasting and praying and seeking God. I don't know about you, but I really feel that um, this conscious season we're in is really a catalyst for the future year we're going to see. So praise the Lord. How many are excited about giving? And We're going to get right in this word. I want to talk to you a little bit different about this first fruit. I want you to know what the difference is from your tithe in your first fruit, what does a first fruit offering mean for us today, and how do I know what to give? I'm gonna be talking about this the next couple weeks because it's on us. So what's the difference between the tithe? Well, the tithe is 10% of our gross income, which God basically claimed for his own. According to Malachi 3.8, if you choose not to give your tithes, you're taking from God. That's what, that's what he says. The first fruit offering is a free will offering Where you determine the amount. Okay? So, what's my tithe? 10% of my gross income going to God because God has claimed that to be His. See what I mean? That's why you don't wanna mess with your tithe. You wanna give it to God because God's like, that's mine. And He goes, when you rob from me, you don't give me what's mine. And what's that mean? You take from God what's rightfully his. You don't want to do that because how many of you know Then he can't really work with you all throughout your financial season of life because you're taking what's his. You know what I mean? So, well, think about it in natural. If something belonged to you and somebody took it, would you give those people more? No, you'd be like, man, you didn't even give me what you're supposed to give me. Why would I give you more? So that's what God's kind of thing. So the first fruit offering means for me and you. A first fruit offering is a yearly event where we have seen us do this. It's a yearly event where we give God an offering based on what we're believing our financial harvest to be. Does that make sense? So now this is what I want you to do. You need to really, really absorb that because why? It is what? It is an offering of the first fruit. It's an offering based on what we're believing our financial harvest to be. So we go and we're going to talk about it. It acknowledges God owns everything I have And it's given as a deposit, I love this, it's given as a deposit or a down payment guaranteeing God's blessing upon the rest of my financial harvest for 2022. Isn't that cool? It's a guarantee. Ain't that sweet? You know, it's like, hey man, well, now this is really cool, right? So how do I know what to give? Right, let's just go, how do I know what to do? Great, the first fruit is an offering that reflects your expected financial harvest. So this is really cool. It's our responsibility to pray and ask God, what does he desire us to give? And if you're expecting financial blessings, then the first fruit should reflect the size of your anticipated harvest. So now this is what you do. You pray, right? And it gets a little wild. So say God just says, hey, give a thousand bucks. You know, something like that might stretch you, right? You might be like, man, that's wild. Well, here's what I do. I say, well, God, all right, obviously this is over and above my tithe. And I might have to, you know, it's funny too. I started thinking about this the other day. I might have to sacrifice, and he really got me. I thought about the beginning because now I'm not at a place where I got to sacrifice. I could do it over and above, but in the beginning, it was a sacrifice. So I had to determine, you know, hey, you know, do I go do I go blow a hundred bucks at the movies, or do I go give it to God? And these are the things that God starts dealing with your heart with wealth. You know what I mean? Like, how much does it really mean to you to go out to dinner? You know what I mean? Or give to me. And then, then there's a season in life you can do it all. But there's like those moments. I can't explain this stuff. You can't. It's like you don't think God wants those little areas. He does. He does. So some of you might be like, I don't have to go that far. And you don't. It's okay. You, you passed that season. But for some of you, it might be like, man, it's going to mean like, do I go on vacation or do I give to God? Man, that's when, you know what? You don't talk, we don't talk like this in church, but we need to, you know what I mean? Like, you got to take care of all your needs, but maybe you got to subject your lifestyle to excess and over and above in certain areas. Maybe it's like, hey, you know what? That may be big for some of you. Some of you, it might just be, well, I've kind of progressed, I'm kind of at a different place financially. This is going to be a faith test for me, okay? So, this is what some of you might have to do you might have to be like, all right, God, that means a hundred bucks a month goes to you extra than was going somewhere else okay well that's your decision you know what i mean and some of you you might get stretched real far and go all right god here's the deal i really believe i'm supposed to give at a level that i've never been at before you're gonna have to bring it in and i won't i won't hold back what comes in and i'll give to you but i gotta pledge this thing and i gotta get the ball rolling but i don't i don't have that physically in my hand just laid up where i can give to you I'm gonna tell you what, it's all a faith project and it's all about your expected harvest, but it's all about praying in here in heaven. And I don't know about you, but every time I pray about it, I get a number. And I don't, you could say it's me or it's, I don't know what it is, but I get a number and it seems to be a number greater than, you know, and I just talked to somebody about this in the church. They said, man, I don't wanna sow less than I've sowed other years before. I totally agree with that. I would not go backwards. God has never challenged me to go backwards. You know what I mean? It's kind of crazy, you know, like this year I was talking to PL and I said, man, this is going to be where I'm thinking we're going. And I said, well, what's the most we've ever done? You know what I mean? And she was like, we did this. And I was literally over and above that. And I go, there we go. You know, I, I, I forgot what we had done, but God did it every year. So just be, and don't be um, pressured. There's no pressure in this. There's no like, oh my God, you know, Pastor Chris, I haven't even figured out tithing. Well, if you ain't figured out tithing, this should be your challenge this year that you tithe no matter what. You know what I mean? Like, look, let's get one principle down. Some of you might be like, man, you're talking about first fruit offering. I don't even tithe. You need to start tithing today because every time you take out of your tithe, you're taking from God. You need to understand this stuff. These are principles that maybe, you know, or maybe a little, I don't know, they might be sensitive, but what do you mean sensitive? You know what I mean? There's nothing sensitive about, love i'm trying to help you understand that you you tie god's hands if you're taking the tithe cuz he can't trust you with more so just go all right god you know what i'm going to tithe and i'm going to i'm going to do this thing and if that means you know and everybody says well i can't afford it i have a financial couple in the church that teach people how to uh, uh, prosper and they they you know they're great people and they're really good people and they got they got the whole system they do and literally I was talking to them and they said, we've been teaching people how to overcome financially for years and we have never not seen people. Now, this is their ministry. We have never not seen people that started tithing not have enough. Isn't that wild? Like, you know, like people were like strapped, cash strapped, money strapped, and then all of a sudden they you said, all right, forget it. You say tithe, we'll tithe. And they. I think they even challenged the people, like, if it doesn't work, we'll help you. You know, like gave them like a safety net. And these people were like, Every time they said their ministry has gotten to the place of getting the people to tithe, the people did not need the assistance they needed in other seasons because God was honorable to the tithe and faithful to increase them. I don't know about you, man, but that makes it great. So pray about it. Ask God. You know what to do. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Got four powerful ways for you to give here. They're all on the screen. 386-968-1103. Text to give. Relevantfl.org slash giving. You know where that is right there. Cash app, dollar sign, relevant. And of course, hold your seed in your hand and let's pray. Father, I thank you for the seed being sowed. And I thank you for the harvest that's coming. I thank you for speaking to your people. Speak to your church. Speak to the partners. Speak to the people about what to sow and when to sow it. I thank you, Father, for this season as they enter in to the seed sowing successful season of their life. Help them, lead them, guide them. Give them the knowledge and the wisdom to make the decisions they need to make to change their financial future and their family's future forever. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Praise the Lord. Well, glory to God. I want you to, um, I've really been feeling this in my heart about what Pastor Chris, uh, and I really, really want you to share this, man, because I'm going to help people. Tonight, really big. We're turning, your, creating a life makeover. You know, we're fasting, we're praying. Please, if you haven't entered into transformation, go to relevantfl.org transformation. It's not too late. We're in the middle. We're in the middle of fasting, and you can join in. But this is what I want to say. I started this off like this. You can't do anything about your past. We know this. And today is all I have. Right now, this moment in time is all I have. I could create the future I want to see, which means I can affect my future. But if I don't make the daily decisions today, my future is going to be on repeat from my past. So it's simple life changes that dictate the destiny I see tomorrow but it has to be in today. So you cannot procrastinate and say, I'm gonna do it tomorrow. Tomorrow never comes, because tomorrow never comes. Tomorrow always shows up as today, and that's why people that say tomorrow get in trouble, because tomorrow never shows up. So if you're waiting for tomorrow, it never shows up, because it shows up as today. So stop, pause, I'm gonna help you with your spirituality. All right. Now I've been saying this. I'm I'm selling the app. It sounds like you know the, like I'm making sales, but I gotta I gotta convince you and persuade you. You know Jesus has been trying to persuade people forever that serving God is the way to go. I'm trying to persuade you towards a brand new system of life. So I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you just a back moment of me because all I know is me. I had to make decisions that changed my life forever. Okay. Now, you have to understand this. Why? Because I designed the system for you to succeed. It's foolproof if you follow it. Now, that right there is a big, big statement, but I'm right because I did it. See, I sat where you sat going, man, I want to be spiritual. I feel like a spiritual dud because something must not be per se, right with me, or, you know what I mean, whatever it is, because I I, I don't know, I just can't, I can't get it to work, through, I don't know, you know what I mean? I, now listen, I got saved, radical, ready to go, on fire, separated from the world, ready to rock, but I still didn't know how to succeed and win as a Christian, and then sometimes what happens, no offense, you watch the giants of Christianity, and you think, Well, they don't look like they ever got a problem, so I must be totally messed up because all I got is problems. And it almost puts you in a position to go, man, is something wrong with me? I had mind battles I had to win. So do you. I got obstacles I got to overcome. We all do. And I built a system of success. And I'm serious, man. I almost, I want to become your success coach. Like, I really feel this, man. Like, I'm going to make this so foolproof that if you just follow the plan, I guarantee you spirituality is the only results that you'll see. And discipline will occur in other areas of your life because of the power of vision. Because once we get this working in one area of your life, you can get this working in every area of your life. Okay? So that, I'm telling you now, Don't you say, Pastor Chris, how do you know? Because can, you cannot duplicate in someone else's life something that you have not achieved. Now that's not being braggy I achieved this. That's why you could follow my plan. Now watch, there're certain things you don't want to follow my plan. I don't know how to do certain things. So I give I get experts in the field to tell me what to do because I'm not that smart in everything. You know what I'm saying? I got an idea about stuff, but I don't sit there and go, "Oh, it's like you got people in the church, right? If you want to go do a financial thing, you go to them. You want to go do a mortgage thing, you go to them. You want to go do real, you go to them, right? You want to, you need legal advice. You don't, you know, you go to a lawyer. Come on. This is what I'm saying. But you got to, you have to go, I, I, I am not saying me, but I'm saying I gave the principles to you that worked for me, but they were God's principles. Does that make sense? I just followed God's script. It works. If you follow God's script, it works. I didn't invent it. I just followed it. So if you start building these safeguards, you can follow it. The apostle Paul said, follow me. Was he arrogant? Was he bragging? Was he, No, he goes, because I'm following Christ. And because this system works, it'll work for you. So I want to get you another level of spirituality. Okay? So here it is. Principles that you must understand is this is that in the stadium of the mind is where you will experience the thrill of victory or the agony of defeat. It's God's honest truth, man. It's Proverbs, and you could go there, Proverbs 23, seven, King James. You know what it says. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So is he, what? He eats and drinks. He says, but this what his heart is not with thee. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What's that mean? You're only as good as your thoughts. That's it. So you're only going to go as far as you think. So here's the thing. So unless you're willing to change your belief system and your system of beliefs, you can never really truly reshape your life. That principle right there will transform your life. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it slow. This is why people do not change. Unless you're willing to change your belief system, you are never going to reshape your life. We were talking about it today, right? What did we say? We were here, we were chilling, and we talked about it a little bit, and this is what we said. Well, why do people not follow the system? Because they don't believe the system is going to produce the results. Why do people not invest their money on a monthly compounded interest system because they don't believe the results are going to produce what they want to say. Why do people not save? Why do people not go to the doctor? They don't believe, I don't care anything you got, whatever's going on in life, people's belief systems must change before their life can ever be reshaped. So if I'm going to reshape your future, I got to change your belief system today. Okay? This is why... I designed a system in my, in my like consciousness to say, I can get you from A to B if you just follow the script. you got to trust me, okay? Because I know how many people have tried and tried and tried to change their life, but they couldn't do it. I tried that. You know how many people have told me they tried God? Well, I tried that giving, all right? I tried to believe for healing, all right? I tried to go to church, all right? Tried to work on that marriage, I Tried to do this, and I tried to pray, and I tried to pray in tongues, and I tried faith, and I tried to believe, and I tried to read my Bible, and I tried to do this, I tried to do that. I tried to have a relationship in the church. I tried, I tried. Come on, you know many people? Because I've seen this over and over. Many people will come and sit in this 21 days and they... Man, I'm changing my life forever. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. But I got news for you. Unless they understand the process of personal transformation, they are going to quit. Okay? Now, why? Why? Because this. Let me ask you something. Was there ever a time when you were really excited about changing a particular area of your life, but you went back into the same pattern again and again? Come on, I'm exci- exciting ain't enough. You have to change a belief system. If you don't change the belief system, you can't transform your life. OK? Now listen, this will work for you. It's going to help you understand the process of tra- I like to call it there's a psychological way of transforming. I like to call it the process of transformation. okay? There's practical ways that you can implement change in your life. That's good. Now, here's what most people do, right? Most people hear about change, desire change, want to have spiritual change, but many people don't know how to personally change, and they've made lasting and permanent changes in life only, the last thing I should say, and permanent change only come by what? Constant daily decisions that just go on almost repeat to create a new beginning. Why is that? Because very few people really change. Why? Because they don't understand the process of transformation. And I love that, write that down. The process of transformation is key. Because if you don't know how to do it, it ain't gonna work. Now, Now that's like this. You ever have something like um, that needs a combination, or you know you gotta have one before the other, and it doesn't work? If you got one missing number out of a lock combination, you ain't opening it, man. Ain't that true? So we're gonna talk about it these next couple of Wednesdays because you've been fasting, seeking God for the time. And this is what I'm gonna try to tell you: if you implement um, four simple steps that we came alongside of you with as a believer, if you just Start going to church. Connect the Wednesday night. Download the app right now. Follow the app. Don't go to bed before you read the app. I'm telling you, man, don't go to bed before you, until you meditate the thought of the day. Don't go to bed until you confess the word of God. And don't go to bed until you go pray in the spirit for two, three minutes a day. If you just follow the app, you would do. Your life will become spiritually transformed in a matter of months. Because it's there. And then if you say, man, that ain't enough, I'm going to tell you right here now, I'm going to build it in stages. I'm really serious. Because what I really feel, the tail end of my life, I really am, I'm really being prophetic right now. The tail end of my life, I'm not going to be hanging around with people that are non-listeners. I'm just telling you. So i preach in the church, but in my tail end, my last quarter, I'm taking the people that start this process now And taking them in the last quarter. And I'm way far, I'm far away from that, but I could see it because, see, people in church. Most of the time, you tell them go left, they go right. You tell them go up, they go down. I don't have a problem. As long as I'm as long as I'm here with you, I'll go with you all the way. But let me tell you, this last phase, like somebody says, well, Pastor Chris, what's going to happen after I get that? We're going to go to the master class, and then we're going to start going to the next level of class, and then and it's going to be separated as we go up because guess what? Your commitment level to God is going to be my download from heaven into you. You see what I'm saying? So you ain't outgrowing me, man. Because I'm telling you now, you want to, well, good, then we'll up, the, we'll up the praying in tongues for a half hour. Great. I'll, I'll build another portal for the people that say, I need more. No problem. Let's just start here and know that I ain't letting you go. I'm going to throw you on my back and carry you. But you're lazy. Okay? Now let me tell you why. Now let me tell you why you're lazy and don't get mad at me. That's a rough word. I'm not calling you lazy like you don't get up and go to work. Don't become spiritual lazy because you have not formed the belief that this little bit of stuff can change your life forever. That's the key. Well, what bit? What 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 little bit of stuff is that? You ever see like rat poison? You ever see rat poison? You're like you know what I mean, right? You know you got a whole one time. I never forget this. Uh, something was going on, you know, and they were like, "Well, you know, it's a block. It's a little block." Got a little block of rat poison. You're thinking, man, I don't remember where it was. Like something like they put it somewhere and they're like, oh, I think it was the thing. And they took it, right? And they said, oh, you just leave this little block out. And I'm like, that block and all this space? And then they're like, yeah, that little block right there. That little block of poison can destroy all this problem you got going on with these these rodents and stuff like that. That little block. And sometimes you think about a little bit of this can destroy all that. Yeah. How come? because a little bit a little bit of something can destroy a lot of bit of something how about this though we got no problem thinking that but how about this a little bit of positive can eradicate a lot of negative well what do you mean if you start sowing seeds towards the Spirit of God the spirit of God has to multiply it some seed produces 30, some 60, some 100. That's mass production. That's mass multiplication. God is the God of multiplication. So if a little bit of bad can deter. He said a little bit of leaven leavens the whole lump. A little bit of bad is what he's saying is this. If you had a batch of, of uh, you know, dough and you got a little bit of leaven in there, you know what I mean, it'll mess up the whole batch. Jesus literally said this. In the arena of this, he said, if you take a piece of the lump, the whole lump is blessed. What is he saying? That little piece that you give to God, he blesses the whole package. That's what he's saying. He's saying, like, so if you had a, a, a big old, you ever, watch, you ever watch these shows, right? I'm talking about food. Everybody's fasting. They're like, oh, great, Pastor Chris. Why don't you be quiet, right? But you ever see those big old dough? You know, like I was watching something the other day. The guy was in New York, and he was making bagels, you know, and this guy had this big old thing of dough. You know, it was huge. And he put this thing, threw it on the table. He's like, ah, this will make like, I don't know, 60 dozen bagels, whatever it was. And this guy was just going at it, right? Well, you know what? Jesus said, if you took like a little, if you took one one piece of that dough out of that lump, that big old thing, he said, because this is holy, that's holy. So what's going to happen in your life when you take that little bit out and go, well, what difference can this make? It's going to make the whole thing holy. But here's the problem two of the most massive obstacles when it comes to transformation are this people's own personal comfort level one's own personal comfort level they do not want to exchange comfort level for transformation it's if you really want transformation it's going to get uncomfortable but it isn't it isn't that bad because you'll get used to it now, right now, we're, at, we're really swinging this pendulum pretty hard because we're pushing, you know what I mean? Like, once you get out of this, like, 21 days, it's, it's, not, as, it's not as much a press. Right now, we're, like, setting precedents, so we're breaking through atmospheres for breakthrough, but once you come out the other side, it's not going to be, like, hey, you know, as intense, but when you get in this thing and start saying, hey, man, I'm going to break my comfort level. Someone unwilling to change their habits of how they deal with life are going to have problems. Someone unwilling to change their habits of how they deal with life, they're going to have problems. Want to know why? Because in the area where they're deficient, they are unwilling to do what is necessary to become efficient in those things. You know what I mean? Like, like, just so say like this, um, so they're broke, but they ain't going to save money. You got no other option. You have to. You know what I'm saying? They're mentally holding on to unforgiveness. You're going to have to forgive. You see, you got to just, just go, look, I, I, I don't care about comfort. I need success in every area. Like, you know, oh, I got to lose 30 pounds. Look, bro, you're going to have to keep your pie hole shut. It's just, I know it's rough, but you got to do it. You know what I mean? I got to do it. You got to do it. You know, and I love it. People want to make excuses. Well, you know. You got to put the right stuff in your mouth. You got to put the right stuff in your head. You got to have the right words coming out of your mouth. You got to get on that bike. You got to get out walking. You got to do, listen, man. I see, let me tell you another one. People got marriage problems. You're going to have to invest some time, man. It's going to get uncomfortable, you got to allow your comfort level to be changed. There you go, once one. You got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Isn't that good? Okay, here's another one. Clinically proven. A lot of people have already kind of fallen in love with their own ideas, beliefs and the way of doing things. So instead of transforming, they vigorously defend against anything new. Okay? So here we go. This is psychological, right? What I'm telling you today. So um, it's like this you already fell in love with your own idea. This is how I'm gonna do it. Uh, Your own beliefs. This is how I believe. You already fell in love with all your ideas out doing it. So when someone comes with you with a new plan, of, hey, here's how you're gonna get there, you wind up defending why what you're doing is gonna work, but it hasn't worked for the last 20 years. Right? Someone who constantly makes wrong decisions but is unwilling to listen to the wisdom of others, they always feel like people are against them instead of receiving instruction. I'm gonna say it again, man. This is not easy, but this is how you change. Right? Someone who is constantly making wrong decisions, but is unwilling to listen to wisdom of other people, and they always feel like, well, you're against me. They pull the victim mentality. Well, you know, you, 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 know, you don't understand. No, 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 no. You got to be willing to do what is uncomfortable, and you got to w- be willing to change your pattern of beliefs. Otherwise, you cannot produce different patterns of life. It's impossible. Okay? So I'm going to give you three personal transformation tools that can change your future forever. Okay, these are simple. Then we're gonna get into the app and all that stuff. All you gotta do is follow the script, all right? Number one, write it down. And I sound simple, but I mean, do you really want this? You must truly want to change. Just write that down. Okay, you must truly want to change. Because isn't there, there's a big difference between someone saying they want to change and actually wanting to do it. You want to know what that is? The proof of desire is pursuit. Show me what you're pursuing. I'll show you whether you really want to change or not. Okay, did you get that? So there's a huge difference between someone saying, hey, I want to change, and actually wanting to change. The proof of desire is what? Pursuit. If you want something, really, you're going to pursue it. If you ain't pursuing it, I don't really think you want it. You know? And they say, you know, and I know what happens. Everybody hears this. Well, you don't want it bad enough. You know, you don't really want this bad enough. Or you don't want to do this. You don't want, no, 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 no. You got to understand something. You must truly want it. Now, let me tell you where that comes in, okay? Decisions are easy to make until temptation arises. Like, I could do anything on Monday. Yes! You know, now, here comes decisions that are gonna challenge um, the first decision of doing something. Here comes temptations, reasons. um, I'd almost like to say, like, even, even wrong kind of force comes, even demonic forces come out. Like, you got the word of God, here comes demonic forces. You got a heart change, here comes this. And it's really just trying to chisel you down to make you compromise. So the one of the things I could do, I like to call it, like, we say, well, if you really want the proof of desire, it is in pursuit. Well, one of the things I think is really good is building non-negotiables of not going there in your mental pattern of decision-making, and it's not even an option. I think the problem when people start becoming tempted or challenged or 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 you know stressed in these areas is because there's an open door of maybe. Once you lose all the maybes, you kind of, the this, this power of the temptation, the power of the 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 wrong ideas, they all they got no more juice. Because you really you've really stripped them of the power. Because what you did was you said it's a non-negotiable. I'm not even going to go there. There's no other option. See, once you open the door to reason, now you got to struggle. Okay, so you really must truly want to change. Number two, you must be sincerely willing to change. You got to want to be. You must want to change, and you must be willing to change. Well, that's the same thing. Nah, 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 no. A willingness is needed long before you ever see any change take place. A lot of you got no problem being willing. You want, you will, and now you got to be ready for number three. But the willingness, to I'm willing. The willing and the obedient will eat the good of the land. What is he saying? You got to have a will. You got to surrender your will. That's your soul. We're going to be talking about soul on Sunday. Transformation of the soul. But what's the Willingness. Man, you ever get to the place where you're willing, then you're willing to listen. Does that make sense? Man, when you get willing to do something like that, you're ready to listen, man. I don't have to have my own ideas. I'm not in love with my own opinion. I checked out. Number three, you must be willing to pay the price for change. That's the big one. Because anybody that tells you there's not a price to change is lying. Because the prize is always greater than the price. Remember that. The prize is always greater than the price. But most people are unwilling to pay the price because they don't realize how great the reward of change will be. That's a really good statement. Okay? The prize is always greater than the price you're going to pay. Most people often are unwilling to pay the price because they don't realize how great the reward of change will be. So what happens is they don't understand value. They value this. No, whatever you have in your hand that's keeping you from what's in God's, you need to get rid of your hand and go get what's in God's hand. Whatever you're holding back in your life that's keeping you from getting your life in God, you need to let it go, man. The prize is worth way more than the price. okay? Really big time. And it's important that you understand this because This system of of changing your life is designed to really transform you, but you really got to start making those things. So ask yourself the question, do I really want change? Now, this is spiritual stuff. I could change any area of your life, though. I could change your health with this. I could change your health, your wealth, your mind, any area of your life. It breaks down to this. If you want to change the pattern of your thinking, you got to change. I want to change my – you do it all, everything. It's important. So it's a system that is designed to create brand new paradigms in your life, which is a brand new track. A paradigm shift is when you leave one way of thinking to take another, but that's going to be formed in your beliefs. Okay? So one of the big things is you're going to have to be have absolute clarity to the life you want to live. You have to create that. You know what I mean? So you got to bring that in. So here's some makeover moments for you, right? Number one, I have to bring absolute clarity to the life I want to live. That's going to take some intentional thought. Is that okay? You know what I mean? Like, hey, man, I really want to get here, or hey, here's my goal, or hey, I want to financially get here, or hey, I want to get health conscious, or hey, I want to get my spiritual life, or hey, I really want to fulfill the call of God on my life. I really want to know why I'm on the earth. I really want to know why, my, what's my purpose. Why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? I really need some clarity, okay? Here's a big one, too, and I really want you to pull us in, okay? Most people's trust has become imprisoned by the foundational fortresses in their mind. Most people's trust has become imprisoned by the foundational fortresses they built in their own mind. They get these foundational fortresses built on lack of trust so they don't trust someone with their future. I've been trying to tell you this. Your life is not what you believe but who you believe. You show me your friends, I'll show you your future, better yet, I'll show you yes. You show me who you trust and I'll show you your future. Your friends, I got friends, I don't trust them. But if you got to trust somebody, man, to say, I trust that system. I trust that track. I trust that success. I trust that way of life. The clearer you are regarding your life's direction, the more rapidly you will progress towards it. The clearer you are regarding your life's direction, the more rapidly you will progress towards it. I love that. Until you, this is such a good thought. Think of this. Until a thought is linked with purpose, there is no intelligent accomplishment. Is that good? Until thought is linked with purpose, there is no intelligent accomplishment. Is that true? Because I'm gonna say this people walking around like aimlessly and unproductive, man. That's that's a you're drifting, you're drifting and all that. It's 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 like this. You know it's funny? We go. We were we were fishing not too long ago. You know what I mean. And you could actually you could actually punch in coordinates, and the boat will will go where you put the coordinates in. You know what I mean. And then you see some of these people. You know, you just know like they just out there drifting. You know, it's not safe to go out in the middle of the ocean and just drift. Now for 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 a day afternoon fishing school. You know what I mean. But how are we going to get back if you don't know where you are in the middle of the ocean? You got to have a coordinates to get you home. Come on, man. Aim, people walking around aimlessly or just like drifting around in the middle of the ocean, floating around like a bobber, don't know where they're going. Come on, man. D- these clarity thoughts are important. Um, it's kind of t- tough, but man, until you understand clarity of direction, your life's not going anywhere. Because you can't just live in uh, default. You got to live by design. So you got to start designing every day for the future you want to see. It's just not going to happen because you're like, oh, you know, I'm here and I'm breathing. That ain't enough. Until you have clarity of direction upon your life, you're going to live just dr- drifting outwardly in life. And what's crazy is this. You're going to be just wandering. with no. You're going to be aimless and th- with no direction. Now the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness for 40 days because of not having clear understanding about what God said. God said, take the land. God said, it's your land. God said, don't look at nobody in the land. It's yours to have. They came up with what? Lack of clarity of what God was saying. Came up with their own system of beliefs and wandered around 40 years in the desert. God was merciful, but they didn't get anywhere until they woke up. Neither will you. And this is a big one write this down whatever you refuse to confront today will be impossible to change tomorrow okay whatever you refuse to confront today will be impossible to change tomorrow so what areas of thinking do you want to change you know what i'm saying what areas what areas are are you wanting to see clear before you see transformation. Whatever you refuse to confront today will be impossible to change tomorrow, okay? So what areas need to be clear before you're ever gonna see personal transformation? Now this is big. I'm gonna give you five areas you must be clear before you're gonna see any personal transformation, okay? This is big. And you're going to write these down. Five. And then uh, I'm going to talk about these for a little bit. Now, does this make sense? Because these are the realities you're going to have to overcome. Okay? Here they are. Number one, you're going to have to become clear about the reality of your present circumstances. Now, this is going to sound like we're a little negative. Is that all right? Did you pull that in? Let me know if you got it. Did you get it? Ooh, I feel the Holy Spirit. Become clear about the reality of your present circumstances. If you got obstacles, stop denying they're there. What does that mean? Now, circumstances can change. Well, my spirituality stinks. Good. Be honest. Well, I mean, what are you, who are you lying to? My finances stink. Good. Be honest. Get a Dave Ramsey plan. I got people in the church can help you figure this stuff out. You know, man, my, my lifestyle is garbage. Good. Go have, Don't tell nobody. Be clear about the reality of your present circumstances. My relationship with my spouse is garbage. My relationship with my kids stinks. My relationship with love, with, I don't know. Be honest. How are you going to have a life makeover you denying it? Well, you know, I'm not really. No, no, you got to be clear. This is not negative at all. This is positive. This is how change occurs. Okay? Number two, become clear about the future you desire. Become clear about the reality of your present circumstances. Number one, my relationship is jacked up. My marriage is jacked up. My money's jacked up. My health is jacked up. My mind is jacked up. My relationships are jacked up. My lifestyle's jacked up. I'm stone jacked up. What it, come on, man. Stop. And just go, I got to have a change. Good. Stop. Pause. Meditate. Marinate. Wait. Two. Well, what desire future do you want? Man, I don't wanna be. I don't want to be unhealthy. I don't want to be broke. I don't want to be mentally oppressed. I don't, become clear about the future you desire. You got it? Got it. Three, become clear about your present obstacles. Now, that might sound like the circumstance, but it's true. Some of the obstacles you got are different than circumstances. I got an obstacle, bro. This thing ain't small neither. Be clear at what's the obstacle holding you back. Become clear about the obstacle. Well, Pastor Chris, here's my obstacle. What's that? Well, I want to be spiritual, but I don't know how. Okay? We can help you. Well, I want to go do this. What are your obstacles? What do you feel right now? When I say this, what are the circumstances right now you're in? Right? You might say, well, my circumstance right now I'm in is, you know, I'm living in a basement with my mom and dad, and I'm 50 years old. Okay. No problem. That's your circumstance. What's the obstacle? How do I get out? You see what I'm saying? What is the obstacle you need to overcome? My job is not providing me. Let me tell you right here now. If your job ain't making you enough money, get a new job. There are so many jobs out there right now. But I like what I do. I, what are you, three? I don't care if you like what you do. You need to make money, bro. Get out. Be like, oh, you know I'm, 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 you know, I'm doing this and I'm, you know, I work at this thing and I make. No, no, bro. They are paying people they're paying people $25 to work at a gas station for crying out loud. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I'm, you think I'm kidding? I'm not, man. $25 to go work at a gas station? Get a new job. Just go somewhere and say, look, I got to change my financial future. My financial future stinks. I need to get a new job. Put your name out there. Let me tell you right now, you, now. I'm telling you, man, there are so many desperate people looking for really good help. That if you today put your resume together, you could probably make double what you're making right now in a field that you're good at if you could just get yourself to the right people because they are desperate for people that will show up and problem solve. So you're over here, well, you know, I got a background in IT and I can do all this. And you're over here jacking around doing like, uh, I don't know, working an ice cream truck or something. You know, I, I don't know what you're doing, but you need to understand you are good at something. Get right, Maybe that's an obstacle. Maybe like Pastor Chris, man, my health is an obstacle. My this, I don't know. You know what the obstacles are. Find out. Be clear about your present obstacles. Here's, about, here's a big one. Now, this four is huge. Okay. Become clear about the decisions you need to make to create change. Now that's a big one. That's gonna take some time. Be clear about about the decisions you're going to have to make to create change. Uh, okay. Now, Pastor Chris, my finances are jacked. I got a good job. Okay. We, right. This will say. say like money's easy marriage, right? Right. We'll work it out. We tip big ones, right? My money's jacked. How much you got coming in? How much you got going out? You might need to get a new job. I just told you that. An obstacle might be, I got to get a new job, a better job. Good. Go get a better job. I like that idea. I'm telling you, they're out there. Right? After I do that, I gotta learn how to money manage. Good. Go get go don't pay for the course. Chill out, relax. Okay? Just chill. But get a system. See what I'm saying? I'm gonna start saving money. I'm gonna start doing this. I'm gonna start doing that. My marriage is junk. Okay, good. Let's eliminate the distance. Let's get together. Let's do the marriage stuff. Let's get you gotta have a plan. Become clear about the plan that's going to create the changes that you desire. You got to get it going. Well, I'll start saving money one day. Look, man, I'm going to tell you right here now, I don't want to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you because I love you. You guys got a plan to retire today. You guys think like you're going to be working the rest of your life? You're not. You have to start planning your retirement. Nobody cares about your future. You have to start planning your retirement today. A lot of you, You don't even have, you don't need, you, you, some of you need to go get life insurance, prepare for your future. Some of you need to go do this. Look, I'm not, I'm not sitting here like this, man. This is not my expertise, but I'm telling you what, I know people, man. You have to prepare for your future. And some of you, like, wow, I got a job, you know, and the job I got ain't good, and I need this and I need that, man. I'm telling you, I'm stuck on that. Some of you need a new job, bro. That's somebody out there. You need to hear me, man. You need to get a new job. I like what I'm doing. Well, here's the thing. If you're paying your bills and you're not cash-strapped and you're not spending money like a you know, wild person, yeah, I get it. I understand it. Stay in what you like to do. But some of you, man, you can't just be, you know, you can't be making that kind of money and try to live the life you're trying to live and you ain't never going to have enough. you got to get your pay grade up and you're good at something. Find out what you're really good at and let's go. And here's the big one, five. Be clear about what I'm supposed to do next. Because what do I do next? Now, when you say that, you might you might get you might lose people. Okay. And let me explain that. I'm gonna talk to you next week about the soil of your thoughts. But here's the day. When you go in there and go, man, I this is what I'm saying. Pastor Chris, I want it now, I'm dealing with your spiritual life. So I'm gonna show you, I'm not gonna leave you on the cliffhanger. I want to change my spiritual life. What do I do next? Boom, here we go, ready? Now watch this, now watch right here, right here. Now this, this is where I'm, I'm gonna prove to you what I said is right tonight, okay, watch this. Okay, you come to me and go, I want to have a spiritual makeover, boom. 52 Sundays I want you in church. Whoa, no you ain't serious, bro. You're still playing games if that's got, if that tripped you out, You're playing games. Right? Stop. 52 Sundays, I want you in church. Well, I understand a little bit. I don't understand much of that. So I'm just going to tell you be in church. And if you miss, because you got to miss, you make it up and listen. Okay? Wednesday night, I want you doing what you're doing right now. Watching. Say, Pastor Chris, man, I cannot. I got a job. Next day that podcast is ready to go, video's ready to go, everything's ready to go. You do not I tell the leaders in this church, you guys all serve, you need to discipline yourself to watch Wednesday and Sunday, no matter what. Podcast, webcast, discast, that cast, put it in your ear or watch it on video. You can watch it three days later, you can watch it three months later. Go to YouTube. Everything's archived for crying out loud. Stay spiritually healthy. Boom. Daily. Here we go. Get the app. Why? because I'm coming alongside you twice a day to give you the scriptures you need, to give you the, this and this. And even if you say, all right, Pastor Chris, okay, I can't get into all that, my job's real." okay. Here's what you're gonna do by the end of the day, every day, you're gonna get five to six scriptures. You wanna see today's? Look, I can, I can show you today's, because they're here, you know what I mean? And this is what I'm saying, and I did this last week, and I'm gonna keep pushing it until you get it, because I'm gonna tell you why. Until you understand this stuff, let me tell you what you're gonna do. You're gonna keep doing what you're doing and what you're doing is not gonna produce the results you wanna see, okay? So you know what today's was. Today's was what? We're not keeping this quiet. Second Corinthians 4, 13 through 18. So that's, that's five scriptures, right? So listen to this. We're not keeping this quiet. Oh, you wanna see it? It's 2 Corinthians 4, 13. If you wanna pop it up there, I, don't, I think it's probably the passion because I like to read it in something you get a better understanding. We're, I got, we're, not, we're not keeping this quiet, not on your life. Just like the psalmist wrote, I believed, so I said, we say what we believe. That's 2 Corinthians four thirteen, It's probably passion, I would think. Message, go for it. We're not keeping this quiet, right? I believed it, and so I said it. Okay, so now this, you did this today, and if you didn't do this today, you should do this today. This is what you got to do, what you're going to do every day. So look at this. You're going to get up, and you're going to get this at 8 o'clock in the morning. Chris Sarno Ministries app. Go there now. Get your app, Android, whatever it is, get it. Go to, go to your app page, Chris, S-A-R-N-O. Get it. Share it. Put it on the link. Tell everybody what to do. These are the people I'm coaching. We're not keeping this quiet. I believed it, so I said it. We say what we believe. That's, you don't even need anything else. Walk out today. Do I ever, does everything I say what I believe? Well, the other day I said I'm going to drop dead. Nothing good works for me. Well, maybe I don't, maybe I don't, maybe I shouldn't be saying all this stuff. If I'm supposed to only say what I believe, I better change what I've been saying because a lot of stuff I'm saying don't line up with what I should believe. I gave you one scripture. You got a whole new vocabulary for crying out loud, but you don't need this. And what we believe is, is that the one who raised up the master, Jesus, will certainly raise us up alive. Every detail works out to my advantage and God's glory. You don't need that one? Every detail works to your advantage and to God's glory. More and more grace, more and more people, more and more praise. So we're not giving up. You don't need that one? How could we even know on the outside it often looks like things are falling apart on us? You don't need that one? On the inside where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times, the lavish celebration prepared for us. There are far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today and gone tomorrow. You don't need that? But the things we cannot see will last forever. You don't need that? Here's the thought. Don't ever give up. It doesn't make a difference what you see. God's unfolding grace is working on your behalf every day. When you desire for change outweighs your fear of it, that's when your life will transform. That's my thought. Here's your confession. Confess any way you want. Father, thank you that it doesn't make a difference what I see today. I know that your unfolding grace is working on my behalf, and I know your glory far outweighs the circumstances and the situations I walk through in life. Thank you for strengthening me and giving me the ability to overcome in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Boom! You won't forget that the rest of the week. Some of you won't forget those prescriptions. Small potatoes. One little thought will stay with you. This is small potatoes, man. And now, what are you doing? And then you're going to come back, and you're going to pray in the Spirit. Just a minute. Two minutes. Now watch this. Well, what's one minute going to do? Do a whole lot more than you were doing last year. What's five scriptures going to do? Do a whole lot more than what you were doing last week. What's confessing the word going to do? Think of this, right? 52 weeks. Okay? 52 weeks. You're going to be reading the word. Now, oh, what do you got to do? You ain't got to do nothing. All you got to do, all you got to do, all you got to do is, okay, you want to get technical? It's Monday through Friday, correct? 52 weeks times confession is five days a week. That's 260 confessions this year coming out of your mouth. Affirmations about God's word. He said, they who love the light, he said, death and life is in the power of the tongue. They that love it will eat the fruit thereof. He's saying the words of your mouth are what you live off of. So you want, here, let's do the math, right? Okay, let's do the math. I, I think this is cute, right? So that's 260 days Times five scriptures, you're gonna have 1300 scriptures in you at the end of the year. Come on, you see it? What's a a, a dollar a day matter? Compounded interest. If you started saving money when you're 15 years old and you start saving a dollar a day, you'd be a millionaire by the time you're 60. Multi millionaire, what's a dollar a day? What's a scripture? What's a prayer? One minute in tongues. Okay, right. Let's just say we, it's about it's about one minute praying in the spirit, maybe two. So let's just say let's be bold and say you you give God ten minutes, ten minutes a week pray ten minutes right, ten minutes of a a, a, a a week praying in the spirit. Fifteen minutes. Praying in the Spirit every week. You don't think that's going to start becoming contagious next time you get a little bit of pressure? You might just go, Well, you know, I prayed a minute this morning. I could pray. A little. Man edifies himself. You've been hearing these scriptures for years. I know what I'm supposed to do. Kenneth Hagin, I'm still rebuking myself. Kenneth Hagin said, I pray the Ephesian prayers Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3. I get on my knees, I pray them. He said, I got more revelation praying those Ephesian prayers. That I know what works. Let me let you in on a secret. You and I both know what works, but the bottom line is we don't have enough faith in it to believe it to convince ourselves to do it. Why? Because we choose to believe something else. Now, here's the reason we say, well, you got to get fed up. No, you got to get desperate. That I'm so tired of living what I'm living in, I got to get out. That's when you'd understand the only way to get out of spiritual things is the way that God told you to do it. There's no other system to get out of where you're at but God's system and you have to rightly apply that system to your life to produce lasting fruitful change. And there you go. And there ain't no other way he's doing it. He ain't going to you ain't going to go around it. You can't go over it, you can't go under it, you can't go anywhere but through it. You got to pull Okay, here we go. App on the phone. Tomorrow I'm reading the word. I'm confessing I'm praying, and literally in 7 to 10 minutes a day, you are going to start sowing spiritual seed where I'm smart enough to know this. It's going to get contagious, and after a couple of months, you by yourself are going to start going autopilot into the things of God. Let me go back to that scripture. Let me grab that Bible. Let me grab that moment in prayer. You know what? Let's just pray about this. You know, we've been building a, 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 a system in the house or for the fast. I was like, okay, here we go. We're going to read a proverb tonight. So we sat at the table. Yesterday we sat at the table. I said, okay, let's pray. We prayed. And then we read the proverb. And I, I'm telling you, the kids, they give you a little bit. But I said, hey, look, we got I got nothing but time. You want to pause? We can pause for an hour or we can get this done. Boy, I'll tell you what, motivation, when they know they can get it done, everybody's like a little church mouse. We read our proverb. We prayed in the spirit for like a minute. I timed it. And I said, amen. They were like, whoa, okay, that's it? I was like, that's it? Let's go. You're talking 12 days of changing something. 10 days in, this starts becoming a pattern of life for spiritual growth. And this will start starts Now you don't stop. Apps coming, notifications, praying the spirit, one minute, go for a walk, drive in the car, shut off the phone, shut off the TV, robo, shakey brandy, stinge, go. Why? And here you are. Check, got it done. You're going to start getting so much spiritual momentum that your spiritual life is going to change forever because God sees your heart in the principles. He knows you're trying, and he says he gives grace to the people that humble themselves. That means he's going to give you power to do what you couldn't do by yourself. Say, why can't I do it? Because you didn't really position your heart to do it. But once you position your heart to do it, he'll give you the strength. Amen? telling you it's going to change your life. Come on, let's pray. Father, I just thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, that this change and transformation is taking place because they've been faithful to do exactly what you're telling them to do in this season. I thank you this fast is going to be the best fast. This season of success is going to be the best season of success. And I thank you, Lord, you're going to move supernaturally in their midst. You're going to remove obstacles. You're going to make it clear. You're going to let them see and let them know. And it's going to be the best season of their life because your faithfulness is going to rest upon them. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray and everybody said amen. Guys, I'm praying for you. Keep sending your prayer requests in. We're interceding for you each and every day to help you during a transformation 2022. It's getting better, I promise. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep going for it, and notice, each and every day, you strive to go just a little deeper in God, and you seek his face. He promised you this. He said, if you seek me with all your heart, you're gonna find me, and I'll tell you what, when you find him, you gotta transform I love you. I'll see you Sunday. Bye-bye.